We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week 10 is upon us, and we've got a lot to cover. Four mate teams on by, and uh, we've got one of the best rankers in the business, Rudy Gamble from Rasball, joining me here on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Rudy Gamble from Rasball.com. Uh, follow Rudy on Twitter at Rudy Gamble. And of course, check out all that Rasball has to offer. They're obviously football projections are live. Hoops is going live and baseball is right around the corner. And I know Rudy, you do a ton of baseball. We saw each other at first pitch Arizona. So you're a multi-sport analyst as well. Always tough to kind of balance all those things. Uh, but right now we're in the thick of it. Uh, pretty exciting uh, week right now uh, with three really good offenses on by. It's hard to kind of sift through it and find some values this week. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I got like the varsity jacket with like the three sports, the Dave yes. Winfield varsity jacket. I don't know who else. I don't know. Is there anyone else synonymous for doing all three? I would say uh, Pianow. Scott Pianowski does like four. He does oh, does hoops. He does athlete. hockey too. Uh, I'm in a uh, hockey league with Scott. I'm in a hoops league. I do one hoops league, but I don't cover basketball. I we have. Too many good people to do that for us. I used to cover hockey at the same time. Used to cover like the Indiana Pacers for basketball, but bandwidth issues took over and I had to kind of defer to others. Well, you talk. I mean, I'm like a mole person. I just do like the projections and the rankings. I don't write. I don't talk. This is like a a, a treat or like an exception to the rule. Yeah, but you used to do a lot of like media in the past, right? You just kind of scaled that back a little or? I never had a, a set show. Okay. Like I used to, I mean, I'll write when I have to, like on, on very specific occasions, but for the most part, it's that uh, the projections themselves are kind of my grind and anything on top of that is kind of puts you over the top. So you, you got to learn how to parse, uh, parse, be parsimonious. And so. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fair. Uh, well, you do a great job with projections. Everybody knows that, uh, you always do well in the, like the fantasy pros contest and things of that nature. So really happy you could join us today and, uh, share some of your wisdom. Uh, let's jump right into it. Quarterback, no Mahomes this week, no hurts, no, uh, no Tua. So we're already taking three out of the top 10 out. It's kind of a tough week, uh, to kind of look at some of these QBs. Uh, 
one that we're definitely starting if you have them, because I mean, let's face it, you, you drafted Lamar Jackson, you're going to start him every single week. But this is not an easy week for Lamar, even with the Ravens rolling. How high are you on Lamar against Cleveland? I mean, I still have him like fifth. I mean, one good thing is that this should be a relatively close game. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm not just I'm not bullish on Cleveland's offense in this right. game. Um, but you know, so I think it's going to be the full Lamar Jackson where he, you know, there's other weeks I feel like recently he could have coasted. Um, and so, and in division, I feel like he'll get his usage. So I have him about where you'd expect. I have him like right now fifth. Yep. Um, you know, and I mean, so yeah, usually for QBs, that, that first six or seven, it's pretty much like hard to crack if you're not one of like the top eight or nine quarterbacks. You're always going to have Mahomes there. Allen. Right now, I mean, I have Prescott top five this week. I have Prescott uh, fifth as well. Um, yeah, I have Lamar four for what it's worth. I have him second right now. I have Burrow third, and I have Sam Howell fourth. Okay. I th- it's like, and this is, you know, usually we're used to the, the good fantasy, not so good in real life, or question mark real life ones tend to be the runners. Yeah. Um, I'll be like, and I, I kind of look through other projections sometimes. Washington is extreme heavy pass and it's been like every week and I don't see the adjustments the same way. So it's like Howell's and like interceptions don't matter that much. He's got pretty good job security. He's got very good targets uh, quality in terms of McLaren, McLaren, Dotson, Samuel should be back. Um, but Crowder seemed to be fine in a pinch. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. With under Eric B they are so pass heavy though. You're absolutely right about that. Which contributes a lot to him being sacked a lot too. Although they've kind of cut back on that the last two weeks, I've noticed. Uh, fourth yeah. combined the last two weeks. I feel like you know you you almost have to the QB his first like fifteen to twenty starts, and after that is like if you don't figure it out after fifteen to twenty starts, uh, aside from a Josh Allen here or there, mm-hmm. you're not going to figure it out. Um, so Howell's still within there. So I don't. I, so I feel like there could be like leaps. Like I'm not convinced he's going to be a super sack happy his whole life where it's harder to feel that way with like a, a Justin Fields. For sure. For sure. Um, I, I know Fields isn't going to play this week. Probably the Bears today just said he's, he's doubtful. doubtful. Yeah. Uh, I'm not giving up on Fields yet. And I don't think the Bears should either. Um, I, I, oh, I think they should definitely find out, you know, as soon as he can play, they should be playing him. Nice and bait. I, I just think he's a turnover machine. Fun little story, but um, I, I don't think he's anything special. But I mean, I think if they really owe themselves to, you know, give you know give them a full chance away before making a big decision in the draft, big decision this offseason. And I don't think the story is fully litigated either. I know he was terrible earlier this year, but I, I still see an upside there. And maybe it's maybe it's my fantasy glasses are ignoring my opinion on him, but. It's tough. I mean, I think um, I, I kind of see it that in real life, if you don't, if you don't think the guy's got an above fifty percent chance of being a top ten quarterback, then and and you can get uh, a top one or two one, you do it. Um, I don't think he could be a top ten quarterback in real life. Um, yeah. In fantasy, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a first top ten pick this year in like a in a super flex. Um, or in, you know, specific, so, I, but I, so I'd be, I'd be game to trade him 
to ba- to basically uh, take a Caleb Williams or a Drake May over him. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know it's a it's a tough call because right now we've seen teams do it be really merciless um, if a guy's clearly not top twenty. Like the Jets were pretty quick with Darnold. I mean, they were three years. That was with a number yeah. two pick. That was good. Uh, Josh Rosen was obviously one year. That was the example I was going to go for as the ultimate example. Of that. And they, hey, they got a second round pick for him. Yeah, I mean, that, and it's a, it's called it's a sunk cost fallacy. So yep. I think, um, yeah, and and that obviously was to also appease uh, Cliff Kingsbury coming in and wanting a QB that was more to his liking. Um, so yeah, I, but I think the challenge is like, I don't know. It's like if they deal Fields. I think they can get a first rounder if he should like it's there's just enough desperate teams that I could see someone doing it like um like maybe I don't know I mean yeah so it's hard to say who but there'll be someone desperate enough that has a good defense think like think if like Rogers somehow didn't come back you know I mean I know he's got um stem cells in his in his uh, Achilles tendon and you know whatever he's doing um but let's just say it doesn't work out and the Jets are looking at a great defense nothing on QB and not a great no shot at the early picks yeah I mean you probably need the right OC who'd pull the trigger on field um who knows maybe Atlanta would 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 take a shot right Um, I mean do we wish that upon him yeah, I, don't know. I don't. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I know that's it's so over discussed, but um, yeah, but look at it. Oh, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. Today. Yeah, I know. So, look at like the, the guys that that jump out to me as guys that would be available in leagues. I'd say Sam Howell, I have four. I have right now, I have Dobbs 10. Um, I mean, I, they, they gave like the uh, the BYU QB like a half a game <laughs> and then he gets hurt. Um, and then Dobbs. So I, I don't see how Dobbs isn't locked in for the next couple of weeks. So I have him as number 10 QB. Um, I mean, after that, it gets dicier. Um, for some reason, my model likes Mac Jones right now as a, okay. to be at QB 11. Um, and that one is a little tougher to stomach looking at it at the page. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, I would be, sh- yeah. Sorry, I mean, ahead. the Colts have, been a kind of a sneaky ticket to the carnival team this year uh, they, they've given up a lot i mean remember the, there yeah. was the cleveland game there was you know it was just nutso um they, they've had a couple games like the saints you know saints are known as a stodgy boring offensive team and then they go into indy and go nuts so i can see it right i mean yeah so i think a lot of when you look at the qbs you know and, and, I, and I run the model it starts with like the team matchup and and what you're going to do in the line and whether you're going to, you know, how that ad- your rush pass mix mm-hmm. gets adjusted accordingly. So, um, yeah, I think, I think the beat up on Indy is, is like, is kind of lifting Mac Jones. And I think that team is passing a decent amount, um, really hasn't been dedicated to the run. I mean, it's hard to say, uh, exactly. It, it lets us say that it isn't, it isn't a team that you, uh, want to watch right now. So it's, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. Like, I don't want to watch any of the Patriots. Oh no. And, uh, but there's like eight teams. I feel like that every week. And I do my rewatch. I like, 
Okay, I pushed that one to the end. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. that one. Oh, I guess I got to do that because there's eight other teams that I hate too. But the Patriots yeah. are definitely low on the rewatch list every week for sure. Uh, San Francisco Jacksonville is, I think, one of the more interesting matchups of the week. Um, both teams coming off a bye. Both quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence playing well in real life, but not putting up huge fantasy numbers. Brock right. Purdy, three straight. You know, the bloom is coming off the rose. Three straight weeks with interceptions, bad games. Uh, what are you doing with these two quarterbacks? I mean, I'm right now I'm liking Purdy. Um, I have him as QB six. Okay. Um, but I have Lawrence at QB 16. Um, I don't have a, a strong opinion on Jacksonville's defense. Like, you know, my model might, uh, but clearly San Francisco's defense, while, you know, everything's been a little down on San Francisco. I like them more. I was just, curious like is that game in san francisco no it's in jacksonville okay that, that, that seemingly be a little bit more toward it but i mean right now it's a game where uh i'm wary of the jacksonville passing attack and i can and the, see that um so i don't yeah lawrence is isn't looking good right now i mean etienne fine right he i mean he's got a pretty solid floor given his usage or mm-hmm. not you know, a pretty, uh, and his ceiling is very good. So he, he's about, he's a sure thing, but I'm not loving, um, yeah, any part of the passing game. So I find Kirk and Ridley are middling plays at wide receiver. Like I'd consider them WR threes. Um, you know, even though that game could go friendly, I mean, Jacksonville's when they, when they're given the option, they're running a good amount this year yeah they are uh, maybe the game script helps them but i it's hard for me to also see them getting a lot of garbage points against yeah san francisco well and san francisco's interest i mean there are so many moving parts in this game does debo play what version of purdy yeah. do we have how much does chase young do on defense for them there because lately their defense has looked vulnerable i mean the Bengals right. moved the ball readily against them two weeks ago but they're, they're coming off the bye now um have they fixed that a <laughs> there you know these there's a lot of open questions uh meanwhile jacksonville's defense is playing as good as i've ever seen a jacksonville defense play uh but then again they did it against the, the steelers who we, we you know they're, they're also low on the rewatch list you know um, it is hard yeah I've, I've seen some of because they've had they've gotten their prime time games and yeah, yeah it's not good no, it's not. Uh, we're going to move on to running backs, but first we're on the Blue Wire Network. Uh, we are happy to be on the Blue Wire Network. Here are their ads. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Thank you for your patience on that. Uh, and thank you, Blue Wire Network, for hosting us there. Uh, Bijan Robinson, let's just get rip the Band-Aid off. Let's talk about this yeah, one. Yeah, you're killing me. I yeah. know, I know. But we got to rank them somewhere, right? We have to figure out what we're going to do with them. Great matchup against Arizona. But he doesn't get goal line carries. He has one carry inside the five-yard line this year. And he just disappears at times. You know, he got punished for losing a fumble last week. Uh, what are you doing with Bijan this week? I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely hasn't, uh, or his usage has not helped my, uh, fishbowl team. No. Um, I mean, I'll be right now for half PPR, I've got him at RB 22. Um, you know, it, the usage just hasn't been there. Um, I mean, he, he's never gotten bell. He's never gotten a lot of carries in any of these games, or maybe it's been weeks. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously, I can't imagine benching him, um, but it's, it, it, he's just keeps moving further and further down. Like, I mean, yeah. I felt like he, I felt like um, there's a gravitational pull for, and there's like certain tiers. So like, like it'd be really hard to put like a McCaffrey or Eckler out of the top two or let's say five. You're like, Ooh, that looks low. I feel like Bijan started as like, wow, you're keeping him out of the top five. And then it was, wow, you're keeping him out of the top 10. Now it's more like 15 or 20. Yeah. So I still look at him like, wow, his consensus is 11 right now. I have him at 22. Um, you know, I'll probably go in, look at the snap count, see how he's being used. Uh-huh. There, I, I don't, you know, like um, maybe that's a game where everything goes right for them, but. I don't know. It's uh, playing the fade has been working yeah. well for him. Yeah. The problem yeah. is like, and, and the thing is like, we, you know, it helps us from a ranking standpoint. Maybe it helps others in DFS. The problem is if you drafted Bijan, you drafted him in a way that you're going to have to play him anyhow, regardless, unless he's like absolutely buried. And he's like 35 on our rankings. Then you could consider it there. But I mean, you're unlikely to have two or three, depending what what you use at flex, better running backs. I mean, you drafted yeah. under the reliance that he would be your guy that you'd start every single week. Right. And I'm looking, I mean, like, I mean, last two weeks, he's been at like 11 carries a week. Yeah. yeah I, have, I don't, I, I don't see why you change that. The move to Heineke gives you a little bit more pass flexibility. Like you don't have to be quite as conservative. I'm not saying he's not like a, a uh, Fitzpatrick mode guy that um, he could make an exciting six and 10 team, or I don't know. I don't know if Washington would say their team was exciting last year. Um, And then you look at the targets and he's had like four and five the last two weeks. There's no reason to think they're going to funnel running back or running back targets on this team. No. Um, So his usage is just not good. I feel like the usage for this type of team would be like, let him get almost all the running back targets, like maybe like how we saw Corderell get used last year. And um, at least 60% of the red zone touches. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. And I don't want to get into Arthur Smith um, psychology. So we know what the, the upside is here. Yeah. So if he gets a two touchdown game, I mean, these things happen. Um, I think he trusts volume more than anything else. And I, I mean, I think we're looking at another maybe like 15, 16 touch game. 
without yep. without ones inside the five. So it do, that doesn't, yeah. And and he he also hasn't done anything like like I say, a Brees Hall has been a scary guy to um, fade because it seems like every game he gets one of those 40, 50 yard get, plays. Right. Right. Bijan can do that. It just hasn't happened. Right. And, it's almost, I mean, it, and it's really funny how, you know, you track like Bijan's progress through the course of the season versus Jameer Gibbs. And Gibbs is starting to do now what we thought Bijan would be doing all along. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, so much the environment. I mean, yeah. like, so I'm, yeah, a huge uh, Bijan fan. I'm not even going to be trying to be objective about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're from, you're in Austin. Yeah. So, and, and, and yeah, he's, so he's pretty much loved here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, so I think, I think he's a better than a Gibbs, uh, better than, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, who's the other guy you had mentioned as, uh, or I'd say like Brees Hall. Like, yeah, I, I, I would rather have Bijan if I was starting a team. Um, but contextually, that I don't like that team at all. Nope. Where I feel like, um, yeah, where I feel like Detroit's being really well run. I, mean, I do think Gibbs is going to take a step back, assuming, yeah, if Montgomery comes back this week. That's, right. That's one of the various right. injury question marks. That, that, that's going to have a massive swing on his value. I think Montgomery won't go back to the way he was used i think agreed but um i still don't see why you like you can't make a case with a straight face or without showing your fantasy colors if you were like yeah i'd make that a 50 50 share i think that that works no need to run gibbs into the ground he's not i think he's under 200 yeah, so uh, that was my next question. Actually, is okay. So, what are you doing with these Detroit backs? Assuming Montgomery plays, how do you how how do you have them like ranked? How how do you uh, have project the split? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'd go more fifty fifty, especially with Montgomery coming off the injury. I think it's always good to, um, you know, you know the, the the type of usage he was getting, where it was sixty seventy percent snaps or. Uh, lion's share of rushes. You, you dial that back. Yeah. So we'll see what ha- we if, if it's 50 50 week 10 and week 11 and he's showing health, I might dial it up a bit. Um, but right now I have Montgomery RB24 and consensus is 15. And I have Gibbs at 16, consensus is 19. So one I'll keep an eye on. But right now um, I'd say, if anything, the market's a little too bullish on Montgomery which is odd. I would have really thought the Gibbs helium would have been higher. Um, right. But yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm probably waiting another week before I move Montgomery too high. I've got Gibbs at 11 and Montgomery 25, but okay. uh, I kind of want to see what the practice reports are before I really go into like, uh, you know, you go, go into like change, flipping that order uh, a little bit there. Right. But, uh, by the way, for folks that are streaming along with us right now, if you've got a question that's related to what we're talking about, talking about, we'll hit it up right away. Otherwise, we'll hit them, uh, hit your questions at the end of the podcast. And thank you for posting that. You know, but uh, we we will hit a lot of those up. Uh, Keaton Mitchell is the top pickup this week, but we alluded to this matchup against Cleveland is not a good fantasy matchup, uh, and it's a three headed monster in Baltimore. And we know Gus Edwards is going to get goal line carries. We know Lamar is going to get take some away too. I mean, right. what are you doing with uh, the, the, these Baltimore running backs this week? 
I mean, it, it is going to be a, a, sh- a share for sure. I mean, like the crazy thing with Keaton last, I mean, he had the big play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was great. I mean, he had, he didn't have a lot of, I mean, he had like 20% of the rushes, but it was on a very few snaps. I mean, I had him only at like 18% snap share. Okay. Um, that's just not startable at all. Um, so the question would be, who's he taking the usage from? We know what we know what Gus's role is, mm-hmm. um, and he and Gus took a big back seat. But I think that was more rest. They didn't right. Need Game to flow. Yeah. So I feel like, um, and then you know, and you know, where you're like, oh well, Keaton Mitchell could be like the one B, but then you got Justice Hill, and he's been playing a lot. So I'm seeing Keaton Mitchell as like a Dearness Johnson role. Where it's like the second he he could be a one or one a, you might want him, particularly because of the team and their their aptitude to run. Um, but until then, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I feel like it's a stash. I don't think he like I'd much rather start Montgomery than Mitchell. Yeah, um, I have, so yeah. I, um, I've got Mitchell it, like thirty two this week. Um, I, I have him like fifty two right now. Yeah. Well. Um, my my thought is there might be a genie out of the bottle sort of thing here. They they see like that that speed that he brings that the other two backs right. don't have, and like okay, it, it, you know. And I've made the facile comparison to Devon Achan uh, before. I know yeah. it's not that, right? But it could be Achan light in terms of like Eureka. We've got this guy. We got to find a way to use him. Yeah, I mean that that this is one where yeah, right now um, uh, I'm gearing. I mean, like it looks like in general I am negative on most. On, I'm I'm down on Edwards as well compared to consensus. Uh, mm-hmm. Justice Hill about equal. I think that's going to be the question mark. Yeah, like Justice Hill's not a like he's been getting fifty plus percent snap share. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't I don't think he he necessarily. Uh, warrants it it's it's certainly not a no-brainer um so i think all his usage would come at the expense of justice hill and i think that's that's kind of a game from a projection standpoint you hedge and i think you're right you you probably hedge a little bit that mitchell's role expands with the genie out of the bottle not crazy like 25 30 percent um you know rushing is always a little tough to do rush share for them because lamar takes his share and gus edwards is so rush heavy yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I could see him settling in about RB 40. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a wide range of outcomes anyhow, too. Uh, it's just, I might be in a situation where I had, if I get Mitchell, I'm going to have to start him and the NFFC, he's actually available, uh, which is, first of all, it's the NFFC. Anytime you find somebody that's available, you, right. you go after him. That's got a pulse. It's him or Tajay Spears. Um, I might just take the swing yeah. for the fences with Mitchell in that in that instance. There, I mean, it's a bye week thing for me there, where I've I've got and, and Khalil Herbert coming off IR. I don't know what to do yeah. with him. You know, it's 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 kind of a messy situation there. Yeah, and it's hard to know now that we we don't we saw Spears get some pretty good usage under Tan when Tannehill was there with Levis yep. there. I don't. It's I think everything's on the table. That's um, right. That's um, right. And I don't think they're as pass. Uh, play action heavy um doesn't feels just like a different offense um and they're just like let's see what we have in 
and Levis. Yeah. Um, so, and, and Henry's been doing pretty well. So yeah. I, yeah, I would rather take a shot at Mitchell. Um, Cause, and then maybe, you know, I mean, we've, we've seen Justice Hill and Edwards get hurt. Um, yep. Yep. I think That's the tough thing true. is that it's just like, it all generally starts with, a, I want, you want targets and you want touchdowns. And you can't, we've never been able to count on any of those as for running backs out of Baltimore. That's even, true. That's absolutely even, right. Even Dobbins every year. you, Yeah. I mean, like, and he's had rough injury luck and, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, um, but yeah, that's it's so Baltimore is always a, a touchy situation uh, with Lamar there. For sure. Absolutely. We're going to talk wide receivers next, but first, quick note from our friends at Circa Sportsbook and Casino. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Parties, only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. I'm here with Rudy Gamble from Razball.com. You can check out Rudy's rankings over at Razball every single week, and he does very well at his rankings and projections, not only for football, but for baseball as well and, and hoops. Try Sport Projector there. And uh, we got a lot to discuss here at wide receiver. Chris Godwin, you know, all this excitement going around last week. And then you're like, and I'm driving back from first pitch Arizona. Yep. And I didn't get to catch every play. So I'm like, okay, I got something pretty decent here from him. No, two for 16. It, it was a, the, yesterday was what, or uh, this week was what weekend was one of my tougher, to me, one of the tougher wide receiver weeks to yeah. project out. Um, he was, he was one of them. I, I was high on him. Um, and the game script, I mean, the passes were there, I think. Yeah. Um, it was a weird, you know, one of those games where the tight end gets the, the, the mediocre tight end gets touchdowns kind of like, um, so yeah, that, that was tough. I mean, I still see Godwin and Evans is certainly startable. I mean, it, it helps. They don't really have a third wide receiver there that, that right. commands much, um, Mayfield can only see so much over the linemen. Um, Otten is kind of more of a red zone play white. Yeah, White's definitely gotten his targets as well. So it feels like it's been um, a pretty limited tree. Um, but yeah, you would think Godwin wouldn't have had such a a, a low floor. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. So that, and yeah, so th- like this week seems fine. Um, yeah, it's where I, but I do, I definitely think there's going to be a couple games where um, that are just set up well. Like I, I've got, um, two games, I think, where it seems like both teams are set well to pass. I feel like that Washington-Seattle game yes. is going is to be a big one. Um, so I like all the targets there. Um, and uh, I think it was Cincinnati and Houston. They Houston, yeah. C.J. Stroud with his encore performance. Well, it's also, I mean, I think the thing that, I, and I 
didn't do well in that one. Um, I'll blame it on first to Arizona and, and having yes. to think about baseball, but I think it was largely um, with Damian Pierce out. The reality was you weren't going to, they weren't going to run like Singletary's never been really a 15 carry guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he misses tackles, I've, I believe I've seen like 400 times. Um, him and David Montgomery seem to have that one trait. Um, and uh, they don't really have it. Like, a, I forgot who their backups were, or they're like RB3 and 4, but it was like Dare. And, yeah, and it they, turned out it, to be a kicker too. Who knew? Um, so, um, yeah. So I, now the thing is, I don't know about Damian Pierce this week. But yeah, I don't either yet. I haven't heard yeah. a whole lot. Mike Boone, by the way, is the other one that they have. Uh, and yeah, and, and Mike Boone is a Dearness Johnson all-star too. Yep. It's, it's a, every year the preseason, you'd be like, oh, Minnesota, if this guy ever gets a chance. Yeah. He's moved to other teams. He never gets a chance. And I'm yep. going to go with the assumption that uh, every NFL team isn't stupid. Yeah, I still think Duke Johnson deserves another chance, but it's probably too late, a little too late on that one there. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there there's so many that like the the adults of fantasy uh, RB hype, um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like there's you know, a couple games where you really want to potentially target, um, and and evidently I I really like the uh, going up against Indy um, and New England with. Uh, you know, we we're finally seeing at least one wide receiver there, mm-hmm. really getting the volume uh, in terms of Demario Douglas. Right. Uh, so, it's a shame Bourne's out. He was really he was becoming that. Yeah, guy. I know. I mean, I mean, he really was like he he's kind of like a poor man's Debo Samuel. I mean, mm-hmm. he was on San Francisco, I know, but he he kind of was predated Debo. I want to say. They might have had a one-year overlap, but right. but he, he's always been good for uh, Yak. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, so he finally got going in New England. It seemed like he, there were definitely some off-field issues or something. A year that was ago. weird. That was that was really weird because every yeah. time he'd make you know he'd make a player like, why is he getting seven snaps? You know, get him, use him uh, there. But uh, yeah, so that that the only thing we know that I mean, like, yeah, because I feel like. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't watched Demario Douglas, but like I said, the usage is there. Yep. Um, and we we and there's no reason to believe that anyone else is going to emerge. With I, four, agree. I mean, like Juju, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, they've got a few other guys like Bote who can't get on the field. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that New England game might be be sneaky um, if, but. But and again, that's a Germany game again too. So oh, oh, I hate those. Yeah, um, me too. I, yeah, they, West Coast, I, mean, I hate it especially. Trust me on that. I got to, I got to see that lot. This yeah, I, I had to wake up. I had like a, set my alarm for six o'clock or so to make sure there's anything before this weekend's European games. Yeah, uh, or European game, and especially because it wasn't even like a nothing burger of a game with like you know all right. of a sudden it's like KC and like. In Miami. Travis Kelsey decided not to show up. I like, know. I could have major implications, but it was a nothing surprising happened in the morning, which was I went just back to sleep. Um, yeah. But that, but that was like umpteenth example of man, it's hard to bet on this. Like, it's hard, take the under every <laughs> European game. Seems um, like it, right? Yeah. It. We don't. Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, they're used to soccer games, so maybe they're used to low scoring and stuff, but it's, um, yeah, so that, that does put a damper on that, on that thought. But. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Pittsburgh, Carl Pickens has had George, Carl, George Pickens, God, Bengals fan here. Right division, uh, right division. George Pickens has had two bad fantasy games in a row. Uh, should have had a touchdown. Couldn't get the second foot down. You know, he was unhappy after the game on the Thursday night game, even though the Steelers won. Um, and like the whole team was celebrating Deontay Johnson scoring a touchdown. And there's George Pickens over there, you know, kind of by himself, like feeling, you know, because he wanted to be the man. Uh, is there a squeaky wheel thing that happens this week? Do you still have him over Deontay Johnson or how are you no. in that situation? No, I mean, it, it's, I mean, I've been high on Pickens last couple weeks. It hit early. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think now Deontay Johnson's definitely feels like, uh, well, Pickens was never a high target guy. He was a high impact guy. And, that, and you're going to have lower floors with that, as we saw the last week. Deontay Johnson's kind of a high target guy um, that does seem to be escaping from his insanely low um, ADOT yeah. that he had early on, which... I mean, we knew, I mean, with Noodle on Ben, I mean, there, there was definitely like hard to blame on it. So I, mean, I have Deontay at like 15 for half PPR going into the week, Pickens at 24. I mean, I think that the thing about it is like, who else are they throwing it to? With Firm, with Friermuth? Friermuth, yep. Friermuth, there you go. He's, with him out, um, the tight ends aren't getting nearly the same looks. That's right. I mean, a little disappointing. I would have liked to see something out of that Darnell Washington, uh, but it doesn't seem to be happening. First year tight end is, is tough unless, yeah. you know, even though there's some good examples this year. Um, I mean, there are other, I mean, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, not competition. Nope. I mean, it's very narrow know, tree. Ajay really doesn't get targets. So you got Warren coming out of the backfield. Warren looks good, by the way, as a pass catcher. I like every time I see him in open field, I'm like, ooh, they need to do that one more often. No, I mean, they've, they've got – both RBs are worth starting. Yeah. Um, and so, like and, – and I guess both these wide receivers are worth starting. I, it makes Pickens more appealing that there's only so many balls to go around. There, a, the squeaky wheel thing does work. I – I, I do have a the, the certain feel that uh, don't overreact to a bad week for a wide receiver. Yeah, just, I agree. and that I, I think even um, even Matt Canada uh, <laughs> and even like someone like Tomlin who's like a hard ass. Like that's just the nature of wide receivers. You just you know, oh, we 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 didn't target him a lot this week for matchup reasons. For any reason, the guy could have stunk. You don't want a guy getting into a funk and getting two or three of those in a row. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it'll be, but I wouldn't be surprised if like a, he gets the first red zone throw or something. Yeah. Or, well, or, previously, or you, up, you know, Pickett was like, anytime Pickens is on one-on-one, I'm going to go to him. Right. Uh, kind of lost a little bit of that bravado. Now, granted, Deontay Johnson was hurt that whole time during that too. So Right. So, it's so yeah, so I, I do think it's um, – I do think Pickens is clearly two in the order, mm-hmm. um, but again, get, I mean, he, I, I I still like him. I, I 
don't know where I end up on it, but I would think in the WR25 to 30 range. Okay. Uh, one last one that has had three bad games in a row. Shockingly, in my mind, at least, although not really shockingly when you look at the quarterback situation, that's Cooper Cup. Um, you know, the Steelers game, we did have Stafford, you know, and he, he wasn't hurt in that game. Uh, the Dallas game, Stafford got hurt in be- in the middle of that game. And then last week, obviously, Rippon, where it was, as Joe Dolan said, hide the quarterback. Um, and I fully believe in that. That is true. Uh, but, I mean, the, the Rams have gone out and signed Carson Wentz to be the backup. Mm-hmm. I almost think that's going to be a harbinger to, okay, this gives us some cover if we do have to put Stafford on IR. Right. Uh you know, seeing all these bad things, all, all do you try to sell cup while you can? Or do- oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think um, the only thing that was keeping, I mean, cup his value that high was was the Stafford. Yeah, thing. and I felt like uh, that once you took Stafford out, it was that you'd not just the quality of the passes, but you would. You'd see you'd have less plays because they'd be less successful, less first downs, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna shift to running more, even though that's not particularly a strength of the team, uh, out of their personnel. Um, I just see everything going down. You know, so I think that that Stafford going down just basically kills Cup and and Nakwa's value on a week to week basis. Um so, I mean, not, not necessarily unstartable. I mean, which is crazy because Cup was like a must-start top five wide receiver two, yeah. two weeks ago. Um, I don't know if he's feeling any after effects of anything. I, I think it's strictly um, Stafford. Is, Stafford seems to be very good at funneling to a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and you just can't – I don't think Cup is one that uh, – is as plug and play for that as maybe like DeAndre Hopkins was at his prime. Sure. Or, you know, I mean, hell, I mean, we just saw it with Devontae Adams, you know, like who see, you know, seems to be universally like considered top three, top five wide receiver on talent and seems to be able to get open at will and had super high target rates under two wide quarterbacks. And all of a sudden, no. Yeah. And you started to see that creep in a little bit last year with Derek Carr, even at the helm. He had a couple of games where he had nothing burgers. Remember, there was, well, there was the Steeler game last year, which, okay, blame it on the weather, but there was like the New Orleans game, which was terrible. But then they said, oh, everybody's sick. That's why we're so terrible. Um, I don't know. It just started to see little things like, okay, well, there's always an excuse, always a reason. But Devontae Adams is also at an age where wide receivers start to decline. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, but some of it is yet, are you getting those first looks? And I know there's like yeah. a metric out there now, but it, it really, you could, there's definitely games where you saw, I remember with Rogers where it'd just be like, yep, you're going to get open Devonta Adams. I'm going to throw it to you. And yeah. sometimes, you know, if, if you're really staring it down like that, maybe not actual staring, um, there's all, there's a spot where the guy is always open. It's impossible to guard you where it, where if you're truly spreading it around, you're never seeing that little moment. So I would just see it as, yeah, I, I, I'd be, if you could trade cup for, as for dub, like as if he's a low end WR one, that's just easy. Yeah. I'd um, even consider it for a WR two because 
I, I think I mean, he's going to come back as like wide receiver 30 after the buy for me. Here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you kind of go down the list. Like I trade him for Deontay Johnson right now. Yeah. I don't know if I trade him for George Pickens. Um, so that, that's where that's, yeah. that's your line. Okay. That's a pretty good line right there. Yeah. So I think maybe like even into the WR twos, there's, you know, like I, yeah, I would trade him for McLaurin for sure. I don't know if I would trade him for Dotson. That that feels yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, it does, yeah. I, I mean, I think McVeigh is. I feel like that org is basically just saying like with Stafford out, like we're done. Yeah, and they were kind of undefined even before that there too. I mean, they they just. But you know what? Flags fly forever. They have yeah. their their Super Bowl title, and they knew it was going to be rough. But then they got that start this year. Like, oh, they might be better than we thought, and then. Yeah, no. I know. I mean, I had Kieran Williams in uh, in one league. That was a nice little, you know, hit very early on on a uh, on a nineteenth round running back. No kidding. Um, no kidding. That was huge. Uh, too bad he's hurt. Now he might come back. They said he could come back as early as week eleven, maybe week twelve, maybe week twelve. I think I read the note. Yeah. Um, and I do, and and that. I mean, I could totally see a case where uh, he could. I mean. He could provide some value. Yeah. Now the um, question is, can he be durable enough, though? I mean, we've already seen him get hurt once. It could happen it, again. That's the. Always- I mean, yeah, I, I would think you. There's no reason to go go crazy. Eighty percent, eighty eighty percent plus rush. Uh, I'm sorry, snap share for a yeah. guy like that. I, I mean, agree. just play Henderson. Um, you're not going to play Zach Evans. No, they they clearly aren't. They st- they haven't been even. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might see some of uh, like you know, Royce Freeman. Ugh. Or yeah, is Rivers? Maybe I don't know if he's going to come back. Yeah, the Zach Evans thing is not surprising. I mean, he was a five. He was basically uh, a five star, pretty much Bijan's peer coming out of high school. Um, he ended up going to like two or three colleges. Mm-hmm. Started. Um, didn't have a great reputation um, right yeah you know, so i it, it feels like the type that it's like um when a team gives up when a team clearly doesn't give a guy a chance like that it's it's a sign and like right i feel like one of the, the key things that we got to do in um in fantasy is like man it's okay to take an l like you're going to be wrong on a guy mm-hmm. it's not it's, always the team is an idiot yeah Right. Yeah. No need to be stubborn about it. Like, so I do thought, yeah, when I see content where it's just like, I really believe in this guy, it's like, man, you know, like there's not a, not a lot of the guys that just suddenly like reappear like Charles White going way back. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's a dud. He's a Heisman. He's a dud. And then it's like, oh, well, we put him in the Rams machine. He's like, he can run for 1500 yards. Exactly. And then he disappeared again. yeah, that was an age. Cedric Benson's my favorite one of those. Ooh, hey, nice UT one. Yeah, no, he, uh, right. But in that case, I mean, like a guy had actually like achieved at a high, I mean, those, those are guys that achieved very high in, in college. Right. And, and Evans was a little bit more of a mixed bag. Um, right. So, yeah, especially if you transfer and it's not a clear upgrade like Gibbs did, because mm-hmm. Gibbs was Georgia Tech goes to Alabama for a year like that. Kenneth uh, Walker going from Wake Forest to Michigan state. Same thing. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, 
um, the guys that leave under murkier, you know, yeah, they, where they weren't uh, getting the chance. They're like, oh, it's just a matter that he couldn't see his talent, and then he still doesn't get a chance. You're like, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah, on there. Um, um, so we, we're gonna hit some QA here, but before we do that, quick note from our next sponsor, Splash Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the ever-evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sportsbooks, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, they can strategize and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tiers contests on Splash Sports all season. Can you beat the Rotowire experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. Here with Rudy Gamble uh, from rasball.com. And Rudy, uh, you ready to hit up some of these questions? Got a bunch of them in the chat room. Yeah, let's go. All right. Big body birds. Uh, needs a second running back has no one really. Cause he's got, you know, he's got Bijan and Chiron and uh, Kyron and nobody else. Would you trade Kyron and Brandon Ayuk for Alvin Kamara in this instance? Get rid of Ayuk. I don't know. I mean, the Kamara usage was wonderful with the targets. Yeah. I don't, but I mean, now we're seeing T- Taysom's gotten like 10 carries a game the last two Mm-hmm. Targets have gone down for Kamara. Um, I, I mean, I, I just like my wide receivers. So um, yeah, it's tough. I, I'd I'd really go bargains. Like I, I would just go volume on your. You know, get two, find two or three running backs that have like a prayer, or you know, like that have some level of share. The Keaton Mitchell would obviously be like one, one type. Um, and he does have AJ Brown, Ayuk, Hollywood, Collins, and Olave at wide receiver. So he's oh, deep. Geez. That is deep. I mean, no AJ Brown this week, obviously, because um, of buys. Yeah, I think I do this. Yeah, that's. I mean, with that depth, I didn't see. I mean, that is yeah. that is pretty high because all five of those, I'd feel fine starting. I think. Uh, yeah. I'd probably would put Collins fifth because I think he has. Uh, he's a little like Pickens. He, yeah. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, and I get, and I, and it's fair to say Ayuk is not a high floor guy, uh, given their, they like to run and if Debo's healthy, um, right. And you've got Kittle there. So yeah, I'll, I'll change it. I will say like, I'm not a super bullish on Kamara right now. Understood. Um, Cause you, you lose out on goal line because of Taysom Hill and you lose out on some other stuff. But his use was so good, even for a it, while there. But it was—I mean—the target thing was like it was pretty classic David Carr. Yeah, Operation Check. Oh no, De- Derek. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. And it's so um, I do that too all the time. Don't uh, worry about that. You can't. You can't. You gotta go with different initials. Yeah. Um, but the. Uh, but yeah, if he if he doesn't get extreme targets, yeah, I don't see it. In the, I mean, like they've and they've got. They got Kendrick Miller to take a couple carries. No, probably no more. They got Jamal Williams, who's yeah. I don't um yeah. So I see Kamara as much more of like an RB ten to fifteen rest of the year than RB top five. 
Let's plant, let's plant some trees. Asked, should I do Deontay and Warren for T. Higgins? No, no. I mean, Higgins, I mean, Chase is so, so good. Um, yeah. Higgins has been fighting the injury. I feel like he's, he's been dinged all year. I don't yeah. know if he's, I, don't, I still don't know if he's healthy. I think he is now. Um, and I think, but it's not like Chase is going to lose too much usage. I mean, it's, Higgins is clearly no. like, okay, you've got a great matchup. They're doing everything to stop Chase. Okay, well, you know, you are a 1A, but, I mean, you are a 1B, I should say, but Chase right. is definitely a 1A. Uh, there's no doubt. Right, there's, yeah, there's certain one, there's basically, I, I would kind of say Higgins is a pure two. Just like I would say Devontae Smith this year is a pure two. Yeah. You're, you're, like when the 1A is that putting up 30 plus percent target share, yeah, you, you're, it's just so hard, except if it was a super duper kind of funneled offense. Um, By the so way, uh, Chase did not practice today. He's got that back issue. So uh, something to watch for, but it's a Wednesday practice. I'll be really, I'll be more concerned if, if by Friday he's not practicing. I'll give him right. all until that. And uh, I mean, and in that case, if Higgins is getting all that attention, I, I'm not, I, I don't like Higgins as necessary. I think Higgins looks best when he could. Basically, um, when Chase has got two guys, you know, in the secondary, so it's harder to double him. Agreed. Um, I think I think that becomes a whole nother game. Um, where, yeah, that Burrow's playing a whole different game if uh, Chase is out. Indeed. Uh, Chargy sixty five asks, not excited about my Chargers defense and special teams against Detroit. Can we talk about some streaming D's? Obviously, last week Chargers were a great stream, but you know, this is awful. I have them as last. Yeah, and it's a bad and setup. Now, granted, I think. Now, I mean, I'm not really looking deep in the special teams, and that I will say that punt return was pretty nice against the Jets. That was yes. like the highlight. Like I feel like you, Jets, Jets, Chargers. Look at that run. End of game, twenty-eight seven or whatever. Yeah, it it, it was a weird game. Uh, so, who do we like to stream instead this week? Uh, okay. Um, guys, you know, um, and I, my defense stuff is always um, pretty out there. So there's definitely going to be guys. Um, I, I like Bengals. Yep. Um, I think that's maybe more for turnovers and sack. Was, I forget. I don't have the matchups here. Cincinnati against Houston. Against- so that's, I mean, Stroud doesn't throw, Stroud doesn't turn it over that much, but. Uh, uh, maybe sacks. Yeah, um, maybe. Stuff like that. Uh, Bears. I like the Bears this week a lot. I think they're a good stream. I like the Steelers, although they're probably not available. I guess they're, they're not going to be available. Um, and I, I got, and I, right now I've got Vikings and Titans as two teams that I'd, I'd be keeping an eye on. I mean, I think Vikings just came off of a, were they the first, top one a week? I think they've they've been pretty sneaky good on defense. They are, um, you know, I, you know, for the longest time, like, oh yeah, we're gonna target the Vikings, but you can't run against them as easily as you think. Um, and yeah, they they've gotten better. They 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 held on to, De- to Neil Hunter, um, so their pass rush is still pretty strong. Maybe against New Orleans, I could see that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, the, yeah, the Chicago Chicago is the one I like the most among those. And the other side of that matchup, I don't mind either. Now that we know it's gonna be Tyson Bajan again, uh, I don't mind Carolina right. either. Yeah, I mean, I think that that definitely changed the. Actually, it took it down for me because it, because basically, um, Fields is such a sack and interception. Yeah, I mean, particularly the sacks. 
where it, it seems odd, but the thing is with like a with the you know the agent the, the 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 rookie, um, we just don't know enough. So you, it's almost like the regression's given him a bit of a uh, a bit of a leeway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think there's there's a lot to be done. I would definitely move off the Chargers this week. Uh, this was an easy question, I think. Should I trade Madison for Devonte Adams? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, what's the catch? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is sad. I mean, I don't know why. Well, the, we know why. I mean, the Raiders are pretty screwed up. But that, that you know, I wonder if anyone gave them like an, like it felt like a similar thing to how McCaffrey, when McCaffrey left Carolina. Yeah. Um, although that one didn't feel as like bad blood as much as like San Francisco's like, I'll, I'll fit it in. I'll give you like a second rounder. Mm-hmm. Um and that there, that there isn't a team that could just, I mean, any team could use Devonte. Yeah, absolutely. And Madison was losing time to Cam Akers, and I know he's out, but still, Madison's not very good. He just no. And now there's, yeah. and I feel like yeah, I mean like, I mean they they it doesn't. It'll be interesting to see if Ty what kind of run Ty Chandler gets. But I did I did think he would get decent run this year. Yeah. Um. And he and he they clearly. He, he hasn't played much at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd be, well, I, I don't, I'm pretty low on Madison. The fact that cousins is out doesn't help. Agreed. And Dobbs and, being and, a mobile quarterback also. Right. Yep. Right. So yeah. So yeah. But I, who's going to take that? That would be. Yeah. I get, if that's an offer you have and that's uh not 33, take that offer. Not, um absolutely uh if you're proposing it good luck they're gonna probably say they're gonna snap reject you but that's okay jackson neely says uh should i trade all olave and amari for Brees for Brees hall um he's got a ton of he's he's got jt and Bijan. um jettis am i yeah, I couldn't figure that one out either. So just, <laughs> um, but let's assume he. I mean, he's put he put him ahead of it. Is that Justin Jefferson? I don't know. I mean, you're putting him ahead of Amon Ross, so there's not really many that would make sense there. Right. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, you you you've got just enough depth. I mean, but you got JT and Bijan. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, this is a shallow league. Um, and I get it because you've been a little frustrated with Olave. I probably yeah. that, that's probably the origin of this question a little bit there. And you're getting, you know, you're getting an elite running back. But as we saw on Monday night, Brees Hall can be frustrating too. And it's not his fault. It's just the Jets are the Jets, right? You're, you've got bad, generally unreliable offenses across the board there. Yep. I think if you're gearing up for the playoffs, and I mean his his top three wide receivers were pretty. Uh, yep. Solid. So I'm, I'm not super opposed, but um, yep. it does feel like one of those two nickels for a dime yeah. kind of trades where it's like, it's not bad. Yeah. Let's go one more here. Uh, Lindorfins asks if both are active, do you prefer Pierce or Singletary this week at Cincinnati? Half point PPR. Ooh, I mean, ooh, I don't really like either. I, I mean, like, I mean, right. Singletary putting up nothing in that game was really disappointing. Yeah, it was, you know, I will say the running matchup against Cincinnati is better than the one against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is pretty decent at stopping the run. Bengals. I don't think are, 
Although they 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 did against Buffalo on Sunday night, that might just be a Buffalo thing too. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I'm looking to see if I even where I have Pierce right now. I I didn't I, rank him out because I, I don't. Out. I always like a guy misses a game. I yeah. I can't rank them unless I, it's like they say, oh, he is definitely coming back or they do something like that. Of that. Yeah, I rank them, but I, so the fact that I'm not seeing him in this makes me think maybe he got marked out. But if not, um, I'd, I'd probably lean Singletary and hope yeah. that, but I don't, I don't like catch some passes or something. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll leave on that one there. If if we didn't get your question answered, you can always hit us up on Twitter. You can always check out Rotowire's Ask an Expert service, Razball services. We'll have plenty of plenty of uh, sources there to help you with their sit start questions. And of course, we got multiple podcasts later this week too, so you can chime yeah, in. We have a trade analyzer, you know, so they can handle some of these trade options too. Good. Um, yeah, I got to make sure to refresh with some of this week ten stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so may, make sure to check out that check that out. Um, give Rudy a follow. Give Razball a follow. They're good people there. We appreciate them. We always do a lot of stuff with them over the course of the season. So, Rudy, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to see you yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, good. Yeah, well, uh, right next time we'll be talking baseball. I know, I know. It'll be it'll be awesome. All right, thanks everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to Rotowire. <laughs>